Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. This is the number one daily radio show for realtors looking for a no BS, authentic, real-time coaching experience. What's really working in today's market, how to generate more leads, make more money, and have more time for what you love in your life. And now your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back. This is day four of Julie and I's 2024 predictions. And today the topics are new construction, inflation, and sales volume. Well, that's a lot in one show, I know Julie. it is. So we'll, we'll go pretty quickly, but of course they can find the notes. Exactly. So the notes are below. So make sure you scroll below. And it looks like Julie is including some zippy note or zippy graphs in today's notes. So make sure you, if you're on YouTube, if you're on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, whatever, just scroll down the links um, or all the notes are there. And also all the information about joining our premier coaching program. There's dozens of you joining every single day. Don't delay. This is the perfect head start on 2024 that you have been looking for. The first thing I want all of you to do once you join premier coaching and do this urgently is download the real estate treasure map. It is your fill in the blank templated a personal and business uh, life plan. Julie and I, business plan, life plan. Julie and I do it every single year. We're actually gearing up to do it um, in the next probably week. Mm-hmm. Maybe this weekend. Yeah. And so we fill it out and sometimes we update it mid-year. Moral of the story is, is this will be your treasure map. will be your North Star for 2024. So make sure you download that first. Get it done ASAP if you haven't done so already. Warning, it is a serious business plan. This is not some sort of, you know, uh, lightweight one pager that you're just going to finish and put in your desk and never remember. This is something that you're going to have to put a lot of time and effort into. And do, I will suge- suggest you do this with your spouse, your partner, even your kids if they're old enough to understand because then it becomes something more meaningful. So scroll down below and click to join Premier Coaching, or of course, you can go to premiercoaching.com. All right. So we're talking about new construction, inflation, and sales volume. There's a lot to talk about today. So if we don't get through all of our notes, you guys can certainly find them and fill in the blanks. But let's start with new construction. Here's the question. Will new construction impact or how will new construction impact the housing market in 2024? Well, the short answer is yes, there will definitely be an impact. New construction will continue to drive many aspects of the housing market next year. From creating much needed inventory to having some of the best mortgage rates around, you can't ignore this segment of the market. In fact, in 2023, 30% of sales were new construction. It's worth mentioning too that, is that true? Yep. Wow. It's worth mentioning that the um, new construction in some markets will dominate the markets. There are going to be some markets where there's going to be big competing national builders who are obviously able to advertise really low interest rates, really low payments. We do predict interest rates are going to go down. Well, new construction interest rates and their payments will be even lower. And so there'll be some markets where you're going to actually potentially see some leveling off of the inflation or appreciation on resale homes unless they're frankly positioned correctly on the market. Well put. Now, there are many ways that this will impact you, listeners, in 2024. So I just pulled out the top three. Number one, you need more homes to show your highly qualified, highly motivated buyer clients. Many of those clients are also your sellers or would-be sellers. Knowing about new construction will allow you to sell more homes in less time, not to mention the repeat and referral business down the road because you solved the problem of finding your clients the right home. I think that this point here also is a contributor to why we don't have more inventory. Well, it's because agents have these big lists of buyers. They're in my drip campaign. Here, Mm -hmm. I want you, here's your homework from today's podcast, from every day's podcast. 
Your CRM, stop thinking it is worth anything, all the data, all the people in there. It's worth nothing. They're not leads. They're just, you know, people, people you're sending information to. So here's your suggestion. If you want to make it into a lead, a lead is someone who's qualified. So call them all up or pre-qualified. Call them on the phone. Don't do it digitally. Use our script and qualify them for motivation. What you'll soon discover, depending on your price point of your market, a lot of these air quote buyers are actually sellers first, but you aren't actually treating them as sellers because they showed up in your life as buyers. So absolutely positively pick up the phone and call all those folks. And for those of you who are um, you know, able to, let's say for some of you who are thinking about retiring, getting out of real estate, and you have these big CRMs, what are you going to do with them? Find a, an ambitious agent who is going to be willing to call all of them, pre-qualify them, and then start pulling out all the listing leads. If you're in a, a sale price or if you're in a market where, let's say, it's over the first-time homebuyer uh, price point, you're going to find at least 50% of those air quote buyers are actually sellers as well. That's your listing inventory. You're the reason there's not more homes for sale yes. because you're not helping those sellers understand the whole picture of what this market's all about. Very well put. Could not agree with you more. And I do think it's largely put, to, you know, would be listing agents who are not doing what you just prescribed because in their heads they're going, well, there's nothing, anything to they're, sell them anyway. Everyone's just waiting. It's waiting. waiting. Yeah, but new construction's already here. Right. Well, exactly. That's the point. And remember, new construction build ups. I don't want to step on your points, Julie Harris, but okay. new construction build ups are a goldmine for potential listing leads because a lot of times those buyers are going to walk in and you know want to build that $800,000 million dollar house, uh, but they have a house to sell. Well, what's happening with those listing leads? Those listing leads are not being listed by the new construction rep. That new construction rep is referring those out, usually without a referral fee, to a um, another agent. So a lot of buyers will walk in without agents. Are you listening, listeners? Exactly. There's so much to talk about with new construction. All right, point number two. Again, we're talking about how this will impact you. Builders, especially the large ones, offer better mortgage interest rates, which means lower payments for a new home. No repairs and a smaller payment makes most buyers pretty happy. New construction virtually sells itself. I know we had a lot of experience with that. Well, we've done podcasts and podcasts and yes, tons of coaching that's right. and training. That's the beauty of the new construction thing. You know, I, I'm trying to, I'm doing my best right now to not just vamp about it. But listen, if you've got new construction in your marketplace, join Premier Coaching. We'll show you how to make the most of it. Listen to some of the past podcasts where we do give you some training on that point number three. Which is part of point number three. When you have builder relationships, those can lead to many, many more opportunities for you. Refer to our podcast. Tim just mentioned it about how to make money with new construction. There's at least seven different ways. Now, in a half-hour podcast, we do not cover all of that. We cover it in coaching. But at least that will expose you to the possibility. Now, quick facts from the U.S. Census regarding new construction. Again, I like to quote our sources so that you know I'm not just making stuff up here, okay, or pontificating or, you know, trying to predict. All right, keep in mind that we currently have, again, about 560,000 resale homes on the market as active listings. Inventory is inching up with resales week by week, but let's see what's happening in the world of new builds. Now, this, again, is from the U.S. Census. New U.S. residential construction as of fourth quarter, building permits, 1,487,000. Housing starts, 1,372,000. 
housing completions, a million four hundred and ten thousand. The next release of that data is very close to the end of the year. We'll talk about that again when it happens. Do now, you, do you remember if that's an, that's annualized? I assume that is through October of twenty twenty three. So we're waiting on the last two months to come in as stats. So, so it'll be more than what I just. So said you're by saying a that bit. new build there was one point four million new construction homes in twenty twenty three permits through October. Yes. Oh, permits. Okay. Okay. Now housing starts. So they broken ground is a million three seventy two. Completed is a million four ten, and we're right. going to talk about what that is in a second. So those new projects, so you know, there's more than a little bit of it, right? Those new projects are valued more than a hundred and fifty-four billion dollars worth, with an average valuation of two hundred eighty-nine thousand three thirty-seven. Now you might say, well, that sounds awfully low, less than three hundred grand. Well, that valuation is an estimate of the cost to build the home for the builder. It does not include the purchase price of the land and is not the same as market value of the home. So be careful. That's why I clarify. When people talk about these and you see headlines, you have to know what you're talking about. All this information is in our notes below. Now, 60% of those permits are for single-family homes. 40% are for some type of multifamily. That could be anything from doubles on up. Okay, Greater Houston, Dallas, Atlanta, Phoenix, Charlotte had the led the nation in single-family home permits in 2023. The South leads the nation in both the number and the total valuation of single-unit permits issued last year followed then by the West and the Midwest. So if you don't think that you have new construction near you, listen to this list, which is part of, not all of them, just the top 20, all right, top less than 20, okay. Orlando, this is by number of new construction starts. Orlando, Austin, Nashville, Tampa, Raleigh, Riverside, California. Yes, there's new construction in California. Even greater New York City, which includes buildings, okay, mid-rises, high-rises, Jacksonville, Florida, Washington, D.C., and Los Angeles are all on the list of top 20 cities for residential building permits. So chances are very high that there is new construction near you. Even your, your client you talk about, Heath, in Iowa, tons, oceans of new construction yes, in oceans. Iowa. Okay? So don't tell us, please, don't tell us, don't tell your coaches that there's no new construction. Don't tell your clients there's no new construction. And remember, yeah. the new construction does not make it into the MLS. Our next point, you can, you're reading my mind, you can find some new construction, I would say maybe 10 or 20% tops in your MLS. And some MLSs don't even have a widget to put new construction in it. So don't count on that as your only resource. Use newhomesource.com. That's a nationwide free widget you can use, newhomesource.com, and search by zip code to find out what's happening in your market. Now, maybe you live in a zip code that's pretty urban and dense, and you put in your zip code and there's nothing or there's not something that meets your buyer's criteria. In New Home Source, you just expand by 10 miles, expand by 20 miles, and you'll find it. You can also network with your local zoning commission, architectural review board, et cetera, and see where are the permits being pulled. Where is the stuff being built? Okay, so... Not knowing about new construction can mean that you'll do 30% less business next year because it is 30% of what's happening out there. And there are, are markets, I'm thinking about like Austin and Dallas and Atlanta and Charlotte. There are areas where more than 30% of the sales are new construction. You could, if you think about what Julie just said, how many, if you were to know the new construction market and that were to be your niche for 2024. And your average sale price in your Austin, in Austin, let's say, and your average sale price of new construction. in Austin, for example. Well, let's just say new yeah. construction is going to be more than that. Probably let's say it's a million dollars or Could something be. like that, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I think Austin's one of those marketplaces where they actually can get a higher uh, FHFA loan uh, I think too. You're right. Yeah, so all of those buyers are going to have houses to sell. 
So you're not just by not knowing new construction or by knowing new construction, you're going to become the magnet for the folks that want to know more about new construction. And most of which in most markets will also have homes to sell. How many of those transactions for say a million dollars in Austin, Texas, do you need to do to have an amazing year in 2024? And there's so many ways our coaches are teaching this, Tim. So everything from doing one video where you're talking about who's building what, where, and who has the best, most awesome builder deals. You know, builders are doing things like extra uh, landscaping packages. And if you're in a hot, you know, zone, they're going to throw in a pool if you close by the end of next, (coughs) excuse me, next quarter. So if you were to do one video and just send that to your database with a good call to action. Well, not even one video. Why don't you just do a whole bunch of videos? A series. Why, Why don't you use now between now and the end of the year to go to every new construction site that there is even the small ones, and just do a preview of the product. Talk, maybe if you can, talk to the build rep. If it's a smaller builder, talk to the builder. Yes. Actually show yourself as an expert in the new construction arena, and then talk about interest rates and talk about all this and start, you know, positioning yourself as that go-to person for new construction. I assure you in most markets, there's going to be an enormous demand for agents to position themselves as such. Huge. And then you just be careful. You don't do it so much to the point where you don't get resale listings too. You well, choose your price range and you'll get resale out of it, right? <laughs> exactly. And you yeah. s- make sure you pre-qualify people when they call. And how can you get them to call? Well, you're going to give them, say, listen, I've got some great information about this you know, XYZ lender. They're doing this uh, you know, 3-1 buy down. You can get your payments down to this amount for a house that costs this much. And by the way, look at this amazing kitchen kind of thing. You let your creativity run free. Moral of the story is if you've got the opportunity to really become that new construction expert, I know we have a lot of coaching clients that are joining Premier mm-hmm. Coaching just for that sole goal. Absolutely. I mean, we can talk endlessly about how exciting new construction is. Okay. So moving on to our second topic today, and there's not a ton of it because we've all gotten used to it. And that is <laughs> the word inflation. 2024 should be a year of normalized moderate inflation, but won't be a market wrecking factor as was once predicted. According to JP Morgan, as expected, year-on-year headline inflation fell from 3.7% in September to 3.2% in October on the back of a 2.5% decline in energy prices, said Sean Snyder, global investment strategist for JP Morgan Wealth Management. Gasoline prices dropped by 5% during that month, providing the consumer some needed relief. Now, just for the record, in a lot of the markets, the gas prices did drop because there was a federal tax holiday on uh, uh, gas. I don't remember exactly how recently it was, but make sure when you're using this information, listeners, you have all the facts. Mm -hmm. But the moral of the story is, and Julie and I searched high and low for more information other than our uh, friend Peter Schiff was expecting double-digit inflation. Everybody else was predicting inflation to actually be in that same range as J.P. Morgan. Well, that's right. And it does seem that inflation is here to stay, but has slowed for the time being. Remember, the inflation is the inflated cost of everything. We're not talking about appreciation for real estate. Real estate is going to have an outsized amount of appreciation because of another thing called supply and demand, which, by the way, we talked about a few days ago on the podcast. Yes. Um, one of the things that I like about certain like uh, things that I study is when they point out the fact that the housing market really does have a lot of um, attributes where it it functions in independently of some of these other economic factors, right? It's kind of its own thing. So now inflation is here to stay, but it's slowed for the time being. It could also be that we're all just getting used to higher prices. And to your point, don't forget that you and your many past clients and friends, if you own a home, you have benefited from inflation as well. So there is that. Now, this was an interesting stat that I found last week. You might think that higher prices would cool consumer spending, but no. Check out the stats from Black Friday and the five days from Thanksgiving to Cyber Monday. 
Americans spent $38 billion just online. That's up almost 10% from last year. And surveys reflect that most shoppers are only halfway done with their sh holiday shopping. I'm pretty sure you were about 37 of that 38 billion buying I might stuff. Have been. Buying no, stuff for Zoe. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> I also had, and I couldn't find, I could not re resource where I've read this, but I also had read that um, travel was like off the charts. Now, you and I experienced that when we traveled for Thanksgiving. Yes, there's inflation. Tickets on the airlines are more, hotels are more. We kind of got used to that during COVID, I think, a little bit. But Americans still like to travel. They still like to spend money. They still like to shop. So there's that. So okay. we're, by the way, oh, we'll just sprinkle this in here. Sure. There's not going to be a recession. That, that is a fear that you can let go of. And again, I know a lot of people are expecting there to be some sort of colossal, you know, explosion of the world and all of us are going to be, you know, living in some post-apocalyptic, you guys get the whole thing. Yeah, if that's that the information, exactly. <laughs> if that's the information you're absorbing, if that's what you're looking for, if that's what you're sort of relishing, I'll give you a strong suggestion. There's no benefit in thinking like that or thinking that something like that's going to come. Yes, Julie and I are big advocates of being prepared for the worst, but hoping for the best. But at the end of the day, if you actually believe tomorrow's going to be worse than today, you're certainly not going to do the things today that you otherwise would have de uh, done. In other words, you're not going to you know, call those uh, people in your CRM. You're not going to learn how to pre-qualify. You're not going to join Premier Coaching. You're not going to do the things that would have made you better, smarter, stronger in preparation for this new boom market, which by the way, I'm foreshadowing one of our predictions for our prediction show tomorrow. This is a, you know, we're going to summarize all of our top, with our uh, top 10 predictions tomorrow. But yes, do yourself a favor. Purge all the garbage from your mind and give yourself a little, I think, media holiday. There you go. That's a good idea. Except for this podcast. Keep listening. Yes. Uh, there's a new book that I'm getting. I heard an interview about today, which is called The Negativity Purge. It's or a <laughs> negativity purge challenge, something like that. I'll talk about that. That's a great idea. Pod. It is. And, and there's lots, there's all kinds of interesting data that that, that person studied. Okay. We'll talk about that in the future. Last topic today, topic number three, sales volume. Will we see more sales in 2024? A typical year, as if we've had any of those lately, but a typical year is around five to five and a half million sales. 2023 will go down as a record low number of sales, predicted to close out at around 4.7 million. So that we're, that's a million, more than a million off. That includes new construction. Yes. The second, this is second only to the epic low level of sales in 2009, which clocked in at only 4.34 million sales. At the height of the pandemic market in 2021, there were 6.2 million sales. Now, I, I mentioned on a couple of podcasts ago, one of the reasons that 2009 was even lower, and in fact was the only year ever lower than 2023, was because all those short sale and REO sellers were not buyers. Right. So that's a huge difference. If you huge short difference. sold your home or let it go into default or whatever, you weren't buying another house for 24 months. You wrecked your At credit. Least. You were locked out of the market. And that's not happening now. Just the exact opposite. People are sitting on record levels of uh, home equity. I think I read that the amount of home equity in U.S. homes is something like $30 trillion. Yes, totally different situation. So back then, and that was also contributing to why there was more inventory back then, is because there were, you know, practically half the buyer population was not buying. So, okay, back to sales volume. It's too soon to tell exactly how much better the sales volume will be in 2024 and 2025, but it will certainly bounce back from this super low level as the six to six and a half percent mortgage interest rates become normal and acceptable, inventory improves and new construction fills in the gaps in many markets. 
demand is clearly strong enough to fuel increased velocity, you'll see more buyers and sellers entering the market in 2024. Remember that the traditional seller in today's market is almost always a buyer. There were five, so here's the evidence. Okay, you mean so a traditional seller is somebody who wants to who buy a house. Who buy. Right. You don't usually sell. Okay, if you're going to assisted living or something like that, fine. But other than that, if you sell your house, you're usually moving up or down. Right. Or maybe you're relocating, right? Okay, so demand is clearly strong enough. You're going to see more buyers and sellers um, entering the market. Now, it's one thing to say that because that all sounds logical. I mean, we might as well pro you know, project that. But here's the proof. There were 5% more sales this week than a year ago the same week. This is hopefully a trend, especially since we're seeing this at a typically very slow time of the year. And remember, that's after, this is the fourth week in a row that mortgage applications have gone up as interest rates have gone down during the cold time of year, during the holiday season, where we normally see basically crickets. Well, not only that, but we have a war and, you know, it, it, that's going on. Inflation. Maybe, we have all kinds. Yeah. I mean, don't, you know, I'm not encouraging you to watch the news, but it isn't good. Right. You I know? mean, you, there would be no real expectation. And in fact, you know, if you look at what the trends have been in 2023, you could very easily expect for it to stay at a suppressed number of sales. And yet, that's not happening. And guys, why is, and Julie mentioned this, the housing market is, you know, kind of not really attached to the rest of the economy. Why? Because people always need a place to live. That's yes. why. It's a we're different not, type of asset. You're living in your asset. We're not talking about speakers or, you know, house furniture or cars. Or, or even stocks or, or gold. clothes or stocks or gold. We're talking about one of the very basic. You guys are smart enough, whether you knew it or not, to get a real estate license. You're selling something that everybody needs, no matter who's the president, no matter what wars are going on, no matter what the interest rates are, no matter what's what, what, what. It doesn't matter. People need a place to live. God bless homeless people, right? Mm -hmm. So the moral of the story is you're selling something that has a massive uptick in demand that's going to happen over at least the next 10 years, maybe even 20. So moral of the story is go you. You're in the right place at the right time. By the way, are you getting the sense that Julie and I are optimistic about 2024? Listen to tomorrow's podcast for our top 10 predictions. That's right. So as Tim just mentioned, we are enthusiastic that the bottom has occurred in sales volume and the peak has happened with interest rates. It all looks positive going into 2024. The only question is, how quickly the pace will pick up, and how much of that will you be participating in? Exactly. And I'll give you another real prediction. Julie doesn't have this one as one of her notes. There will not be a precipitous drop in the number of real estate agents. There will be an increase in the number of real estate agents. Mm -hmm. There's no reason to believe there's going to be a precipitous drop in the number of agents. There's not going to be some sort of agent apocalypse. If you're listening to us on YouTube, look how many people are trying to grab your attention and get you to watch their video because they're using sort of half-baked information to sort of, uh, I think, say, well, this is going on, this is going on, there's going to be a lot of drop in uh, of realtors. Well, here's the reality. During times of uncertainty, during times where, frankly, inflation is causing uncertainty, people need to get two jobs. They're trying to figure out ways to make ends meet. There's a lot of people also who are getting licenses just to do their own transactions, mm -hmm. maybe to buy investment properties. All these types of things lead to more licensees. And that is what we're going to see in 2024. That's your bonus uh, almost prediction. But we'll get to our real predictions We tomorrow. will indeed. Yes. All right, guys. Thank you for keeping this number one listen to daily podcast for real estate professionals in at least the United States. It is our pleasure and our honor to provide this information for you every single day. This podcast has been downloaded well over 20 million times. Not this one in particular, but all of our podcasts. So thank you for making that a reality. It's always been our hope and our dream 
to earn the right to be your online real estate trainers. Now, this is not coaching. Coaching is what you experience when you join Premier Coaching. So make sure you join Premier Coaching. The link is below or just go to premiercoaching.com. We'll talk with you on the show tomorrow. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.